a person way smarter than I once said, and I, I just quoted him in my book. That's all I did. He said that customer service is what happens when customer experience breaks. How can a set of skills lead you down the path to success? That's what we're setting out to answer on the Ed Up Canada podcast. I'm your host, Michael Sangster. Join me as we unpack how leaders around the world have taken training and skills and turned that into a lasting career. Now let's learn together. Welcome back to the Ed Up Canada podcast. I'm Michael Sangster, and I'm looking forward to learning with you today. I'm pretty excited to have a guest with me today that I got to meet this summer in Kansas City, Dan Gignitz, one of the more interesting speakers I've had a chance to hear at a conference. He really got the crowd going, up against some some lofty competition of keynote speakers at that event, like Robert Herchevich. But Dan shone through because of the way he talked about education and, and customer experience. And he's a he's a fantastic motivational keynote speaker. But more importantly, he's got a lot of interesting thoughts and experience on, on customer experience as it relates to just about anything, but has it related to education. But it was funny to sit back as an entrepreneur and listen to what he was saying as it relates to my own businesses too. So Dan, welcome. Well, thank you, Michael. It was so fun to hang with you in Kansas City. Uh, one of my favorite memories was the the World Needs More Canada party that we had uh, in the evening, which was fantastic, enjoying all sorts of Canadian food and beverage. But it was uh, it was definitely a fun event, and I'm super happy to be here with you today. Oh, we, we enjoyed that. There's nothing like bringing a bunch of Canadian beer into downtown Kansas City amongst their barbecue. It went over very well. And uh, we do believe the world needs more Canada. I think Mr. Obama got it right when he said that. So let, let's jump right in, Dan, because you've got some interesting perspectives. But but you're you've become a world renowned expert in customer service. So tell me what you think is a skill or a skill set that's critical to success, not only just in your field, but in customer service. What what's often underrated or undervalued? You know, the answer to this question comes from something that my 80-year-old mother tells me every time before I get on a plane, which is be aware of your surroundings. Now, she's saying this as a mother. She wants me to be safe and all that. But as I was thinking about that phrase, I realized that it's really good advice for customer service and customer experience because we all are consumers in our everyday lives. We know what we like. We know the brands that we like and why we like them. We know what it feels like to be treated well by a company, to be valued, to feel like our loyalty is going both ways, that the company is loyal back to us. And so when we're aware of our surroundings, we're paying attention to all of the experiences around us. And this gives us ideas on things that we can do in our business. And one of the things I love to do, as you saw when I was on stage, is I love to talk about experiences across industries, because too often we get stuck looking at our, only at our own industry. And if we do that, it's almost a guaranteed way not to be innovative because the best that happens is we look at our competitor and we say, wow, they're doing something really cool. We should do that too. And then by definition, we're undifferentiated because we're doing exactly what our competitor is doing. Instead, I like to look at lots of other industries and then bring it back to our industry. And to do that, you have to be aware of your surroundings. Just pay attention everywhere you go, restaurants, retailers, 
on the airplane, in a hotel, wherever you happen to be, pay attention to the experiences and you're going to have so many ideas flow and you're not going to know what to do with them. Interesting way to look at it. We don't think of students as customers, but they really are. If you give them a great experience, not only will they be happy to be there and want to come back, but they'll also tell their friends and tell more. So tell me about an educator, a mentor you had in your life, somebody that taught you a lot and how that transfers into some of the things that maybe you were talking about in Kansas City. Well, interestingly, and following on that last answer, I want to point to a a boss that I had when I worked at Discover Card, the US-based credit card company. I had been a marketer for the entirety of my career. I got my start in direct mail. I had worked my way up through email and social media and search engine optimization and all that. But marketing was really my game. And this guy was the chief digital officer at Discover, and he recruited me into a role that was called the head of digital customer experience. And I have to admit, I didn't even know what that meant. I certainly hadn't done that before. And so we went out to lunch and I asked him, I said, listen, I'm flattered that you want me for this role, but I'm not sure I quite understand. Why did you choose me for this role? And what he said to me changed the entire trajectory of my career. He said, I've been watching you in business meetings and you're the only person in the room that always has the customer hat on. You're the only person in the room that is trying to solve every business problem through the lens of the customer. And this was 10 years ago. He was quite the visionary. He said, we're going to have to start doing that in digital because the digital experience is becoming the customer experience and how right he was. But it was fascinating to have somebody see something in me that I didn't see in myself. That was like news to me. But as soon as I started thinking about it, I realized, yeah, that is what I do. Doesn't everybody do that? (laughs) Like, that's what I thought. And of course, not everybody does that. But I think had he not seen that, I don't take that role. I don't fall in love with the power of customer experience. I don't become a speaker because he also really encouraged me to get out on the speaking circuit and talk about all the cool things that Discover was doing. And so I really credit him with getting me to where I am now. That's a great story. It's, it's kind of funny. We've all taken on roles in our lives. We're not quite sure what the title is. The title is the job is what you make it. At the end of the day, it's it's where you go with it. Uh, very few of them end up being exactly defined as they are. That's one of the reasons I like the career education sector because we train people for skills. We train people to to roll into a job with 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 confidence, teamwork, communication skills, the kind of like a soft skills you need to be successful. So I'd be interested in your views. Is How is education today meeting the needs for customer service? Is education training people for those roles? What are the best ways you see people who want to be in that sector getting prepared? That's a, a great question. And, you know, when I spoke at the event that you were at, we were really looking at the students as the customers and how do we create a, a collegiate environment an educational environment in which the students feel valued and are getting what they paid for and are feeling appreciative. But as we're teaching these students all of these skills, and and you do teach hard skills and soft skills, one of the soft skills needs to be about how do we interact with customers? Because no matter what business we're in, no matter what our role or our title or job description is, We are in the customer experience business and the companies that understand this, that get that every employee is in the customer experience business, these are the companies that are doing it right. And so what do I mean by that? Well, maybe you are an auto mechanic and you don't actually ever interact with the driver of the car. Your job is just to fix the car. Somebody else at the front desk 
is interacting with the customer. And yet all the things that you're doing to this person's car are going to have a big effect on their experience at wherever they're at, at the shop, right? And there are also additional things that you might do, especially if you're empowered to do, to make that experience a little bit better. Maybe it's a spray of some air freshener. Maybe it is uh, wiping down the seats, even though that's not supposed to be part of the service or whatever it is. There's little things that can be added. And when we have a culture of customer centricity and every employee both believes that customer experience is part of their job and is empowered to do something about that, that's when we get these companies that people just love. And I ask audiences all the time to tell me, you know, what's a brand that sticks out to you that you love? And I only get two kinds of answers. I either get the gigantic brands, Starbucks comes up a lot, Amazon comes up a lot, Disney comes up a lot. Or I get answers like my local hardware store, my local auto mechanic. And when you start to ask them, well, why, you get these deep, fascinating answers. Uh, in fact, it just happened to me today on LinkedIn. Somebody commented on one of my posts, and she was talking about bringing her car into the shop and how she got a replacement part, and the replacement part didn't work. And eventually, she had brought it back in a bunch of times. And eventually, the replacement part was out of warranty. But the shop owner still worked to get it fixed for her, even though it was out of warranty, because he knew that she was in the right. And he wasn't going to hide behind some rule about, well, it's out of warranty, tough luck for you, because he knew that he hadn't fixed it right the first time. And she said, I'm never going to take my car anywhere else because of how I was treated, even though... She had to go back a bunch of times because the thing wasn't fixed. So this was an annoying experience. And yet now she's 100% loyal because how she was treated. I think the greatest customer experiences are when somebody makes a mistake and fixes it. Absolutely. So it was interesting you talk about that. i am always been focused on, the, uh, focused on the little things in customer service. And I think that's one of the great strengths of, of the sector I work in now is that they, a whole bunch of little interactions is what you can do in a career college because it's smaller. It's more intimate. So you can have an impact on somebody because the janitor cleaned the office, somebody else jumped in and moved the chairs, and you can just, that room is always ready, That those little things that can add up and make somebody have an amazing experience. But you can also do those little things where it creates an, a, a bake sale, uh, something that creates that opportunity for people to feel part of a community, which is what they tell people about. I love, I love the hardware store story because I think it's important. One of the interesting things for us is that our customers in our sector, we talked about the students, but it's also the employers. It's also about making sure that we're training for those skills that people need. So we work really, really closely with employers. So I guess I'm going to go back to a little bit of what we talked about earlier, but that one skill, that one skill that you think you wished you had learned earlier, that piece of advice, that lesson of that skill that you now have, that you've now incorporated into what you do, but you wished you had embraced earlier? Yeah, for this one, I have to say it's about being your authentic self. And what I mean by that is everybody brings something unique to the table, but so often, in especially in work environments, we're asked to be one and the same, where everybody gets the same training. We are supposed to do the same thing. And what happens is, it pulls the personality out of it. And that's exactly what consumers today are looking for. They want human interaction. This is what COVID did to us, right? When it took human interaction away for us for so long, the consumer today wants that human interaction. And so 
I think that it's so critical that we let people be their authentic selves. Now, one example that I love to share about this, when I was graduated from college, I put on my resume, at the bottom of my resume, I put two items that had nothing to do with any of my educational or work experience. I wrote down that I was a licensed bartender and that I was a big fan of The Simpsons. And I will tell you that every interview I went on, every one, the first question was either, can you make this drink or did you see that episode? And so every interview I went on in the first 30 seconds, I could let my shoulders down and relax because we were just having a conversation and they were getting to know me. Even today, when you go to my website and you go to the About Dan section, there are 18 facts about me that have nothing to do with me as a speaker, as a customer experience expert, as an author, any of that. They're just things that have happened to me in my life or random quips. And what I find is that when someone has been to my website and then I have an introductory call and they start the call with the one thing that stood out to them, we make an instant connection. I have a much better chance of closing a deal. I have a much better chance of having a new friend because there's just something that we have connected on. And that's what happens when you can be your authentic self, is that if you are trying to be like everybody else, there's no way for you to stand out. But we all have interesting things that have happened to us. I know you know one of my favorites because it's, it's used usually in my introduction when I go on stage is that I delivered a pizza to Michael Jordan. The number of people that ask me about that, and it happened 20 five years ago, right? It's not even a new story, but it's just one of those things that stands out for people. And I just encourage everybody, whether you're preparing a resume, whether you're interviewing somebody on the other side of the table, whether you are updating your LinkedIn, or whether you're engaging with a customer, find that thing that you can talk to them about that isn't necessarily relevant to the main conversation at hand, but is an attempt to get to actually know them as a human. Oh, absolutely. I'm currently own a, a restaurant and uh, there's nothing I enjoy more than walking out on the floor and sitting and in, interacting with people, getting a conversation in, getting to know why they're there that night and why they've chosen to come use our facility, our restaurant to enjoy a meal. And those interactions are, are absolutely incredible. Enjoy them thoroughly. And you end up with a better customer relationship with people. And that's what I see in the career college sector is that direct connection with the students. So what are you hearing from employers? You speak to a lot of different groups. What are you hearing from employers of what they're looking for, what they're needing? Uh, I know you spoke a little bit about this when we were in Kansas City. Give me an idea if you've got an idea of thought there of what, what employers are looking for. Well, I think that it's a combination, as you said before, of the hard skills and the soft skills. And if you have only one but not the other, it's going to be tough to be successful. And so you can be, the, the hard skills are sort of the, the main requirement because you have to be able to function in the job. But without the soft skills, you're not going to be as good of an employee. You're not going to be as good in front of customers. You've got to have those human skills that make any job. And you, know, you just mentioned your restaurant. I can tell you uh, on the other side, I was just recently at a barbecue restaurant and uh, it was a new restaurant. And the owner of the restaurant came by every table and asked us how our food was and talked to us. And we were amazed. And we liked the place even better because we felt like we were connected to it because the owner cared enough to talk to little old us, right? And so as we sort of evaluated the experience, we're looking at the food. That's the hard skill. And we're looking at the environment and the experience, which is the soft skill. And 
both of them added up and, and really worked well together. So I, I think that as people are, as employers are looking for candidates, it's that combination that really makes the best employees. Oh, I completely agree. I remember being on a flight on, on WestJet Airlines here in Canada and Clive Badeau, the founder, sat down next to me. I kind of said to him at one point, hey, you look familiar. Do I know you? He said, no, no, just a business guy. Plane took off. He walked up to the front of the plane, grabbed the microphone, introduced himself, and then proceeded to work his way through the entire plane and talk to everybody for two hours while we flew to Calgary. And what I noticed, so I sat and watched him for the whole time. And he'd spend about a minute with a family, but he'd spend about four minutes with a business person. They're obviously trying to break into that marketplace, but he was taking that time. Tell you, my next flight, I booked on WestJet because of it. And it was, you're, you're trying to understand me. You're trying to understand what my motives are to shape your airline around us. So if you were thinking about the education piece, if you were looking at the sector I'm in and you were talking to, say, a college owner or a college director that's running one of our institutions, do you have a piece of advice on customer service, that one thing? or those two things that they should be doing or thinking about on a daily basis? Well, I definitely say it should be part of the curriculum. Because if you think about it, and you heard me say this, in so many industries, there is commoditization. So if you go to three different colleges to learn auto mechanics, you're going to learn largely the same skills. Right. And I'm sure that if you are an expert in the industry over time, maybe you can tell the difference between college A, college B, and college C graduates because maybe they teach it slightly differently. But all in all, you're going to learn roughly the same skills. But if one of those colleges is also educating students about the importance of customer service and customer experience, that person is going to stand out from the crowd because they've got that hard skill just like everybody else, but there's something that differentiates. And you probably notice a theme in this conversation, right, is that ultimately, if you are the same as everybody else, whether you're an institution, an educator, or a student, it's really hard to stand out because there's too many people that are doing exactly the same thing. There are not a whole lot of airline CEOs that walk the plane. And that's why that stands out. If everybody did it, then that story wouldn't be remarkable. And so I think that's the one thing is if I were the president of a school, I would be saying, how do I work this into the curriculum? Everything that I teach... How do I add in an element of what's in it for the customer? What is the customer going through? Where are they in their journey when you're doing this, you know, when this thing is happening? And maybe, again, just to keep using the auto mechanic example, maybe the customer's in the waiting room, right? But the customer's just sitting there. They're oblivious to what you're doing. I always like to talk about the fact that I'm I'm not a car guy in the sense that I don't understand how cars work. I like cars. I like driving cars, but I don't understand how they work. So when I go in to get my car fixed, I call that a blind transaction because ultimately, if somebody says you need new brakes, I'm not going to argue with them, right? I'm just going to I'm going to be like, yes, sir, I need new brakes. Like, please put in new brakes. And on those blind transactions, you have you have to build trust because there are people, there are bad actors out there that will tell you every time that you need new brakes, right? And so to build trust, you have to have back to that human interaction. You have to have a conversation with the customer. You have to explain things to the customer. I remember I showed you all a a video when I brought my car in to get fixed of that the auto mechanic took with his own phone. You never see his face, but it was about a 45-second video from underneath my car where he was going through and showing me the things that he looked at, and he was measuring the width of the tire tracks and all these things and treads, tire treads, and 
it gave me this trust. It gave me this feeling like, oh, he's not just telling me this stuff. He's showing it to me and I believe him, even though I've never seen his face. I still don't know the guy. But just that little element of thinking about where the customer was at and being willing to educate a customer that doesn't know a ton about cars, it's a huge difference maker. I like that you were use the word customer experience, not customer service more. Because I think that relates closer to what I want out of relationships with businesses that I do work with. But it also goes back to when I talk to many of the people in the education sector, it's the customer experience. It's the student experience that leads them to tell their brother to go there. That says, I went for this, I left with this, and I got this job. I got this role. I was in this role. I went to upskill, and now I'm in this position. Best advertising they have is the customer experience of someone else they know who went to that institution. So it's interesting. I didn't expect to take as much out of your remarks in, in Kansas City as I did as it related back to our sector. So good job on you to relating it back to us. But also, I think you meant every word of it about what's going on around education in North America. Of course. Yeah. And and just to clarify, a person way smarter than I once said, and I, I just quoted him in my book, that's all I did. He said that customer service is what happens when customer experience breaks. So if you think about it, if you have a perfect experience, no one ever has to call the customer service department, right? Because no one ever has a problem. And so customer service is a part of customer experience. It's that moment where, as you mentioned before, there's a problem and the customer is hoping the problem gets resolved. And if the problem is resolved, the customer is going to feel even better about the, the organization. But it's a subset. It's a piece of the experience. And hopefully, you never need customer service because hopefully the experience works as designed and, it, and it's flawless and we don't ever have any errors or problems to fix. But if we do, then customer service becomes a critical part of the experience. Well, in everything we do, we have customer service to clean up the experience. I, I'll, I'll use the analogy somebody used to me one time. The courts are there to be the customer service for bad customer experience. <laughs> exactly. If, if the politicians get it wrong, the courts have to step in and get it right. And it's just a different level of customer service, customer experience. And I, I thought that was an interesting analogy as we all look at politics in North America these days. So that's probably a conversation we shouldn't get I was going to say, that's a different podcast. <laughs> that's a different podcast and not one I really want to host. I got one last question for you. And it's, and I guess it's, how did you get where you are and where are you going? Because this is an interesting path you've been on. And I'm interested to see, I always tell people, I, I never expected I'd be here. I ended up uh, going from working in, in philanthropy from school and then and then going to work in the high-tech sector and then going to work in the telecom sector and then the aerospace sector. And now I'm running a not-for-profit supporting the career college sector. So it's a journey, but it's not a straight line. There is no straight line in any career. So how did you get where you are? And where where's Dan in five years? I think the key to all of it is to follow your passion. And what I tell people today with the benefit of hindsight is if you can ever find a job that you truly love, it's a game changer. You know, I, I had a, a winding career path as well. I spent 20 plus years in corporate America, mostly at large companies, a couple of B2Bs. And I did the work and I moved up and I did what I was supposed to do. But I wouldn't say that I ever came home from work and, you know, told my significant other how much I loved my job. And now I get to do something that I love every day, and it's a game changer. You know, it's funny. I used to joke that I measure my job satisfaction by how many times I hit the snooze button on the alarm because I don't like – I'm not a morning person. And 
today I get up every morning and I'm ready to go and I'm excited because I'm doing a job that I love. I'm also working for a great boss, by the way. That makes a big difference too. Uh, myself, yes. <laughs> uh, but I think I think it's about following passion. And ultimately, I didn't, as I mentioned before, I didn't have any idea that customer experience or that public speaking was going to be a thing that I did. But I kept moving towards the things that I was interested in, passionate about, and finally was able to find a job that I love. And I wish that for everybody uh, because it is our careers are long. It's great that we get different experiences. I'm sure that all of your previous experiences have impacted how you look at education and even your restaurant today. Absolutely. And so that's all beneficial. But follow your passion. And, uh, and, and you never know where that leads, but usually to a pretty good place. So I'm going to wrap it up there for today, but I think that's probably the best advice you gave today. Because if, if you're passionate about what you're doing, you'll become passionate about the experience of teaching. You'll be the passionate about being a student. No matter what you're doing, if you're chasing something you love, uh, you're going to enjoy it a little bit more. So, so Dan, with that, thank you for joining us. I'm looking forward to working with you again. Hopefully we'll have a surprise announcement soon about some stuff we're going to do together. But I encourage people to take a look at, at uh, Dan's book, The Experience Maker. I know I got a copy of it when we were down in Kansas City. Thoroughly enjoyed it. It's, it's a little bit more dog-eared than it was when I, got, when I left Kansas City. There's some marks in it and some folded pages. There's a lot of little pearls in there. And, and I think a book like that should have that, little, little pearls all over the place, right? And it's not a... It's not a flowing read. It's one where you catch something and you kind of go back and you read it again. And that's what I found myself doing. So Dan, thanks for joining us. If there's any last thoughts you want to leave with the audience today, fire away. And I look forward at some point here soon having another beer. Ah, well, I really appreciate it. And my only parting thought is that the world needs more Canada. The world needs more Canada. And as we discovered that night, the world needs more Canadian beer. I think we ran out. So looking forward to seeing you again, Dan. Thank you everybody for listening. We'll be back again next week with another edition and uh, thanks for listening to another episode of the Ed Up Canada podcast we release new episodes regularly so make sure you hit that subscribe button so you know when they are officially out if you love this episode please leave a 4 or 5 star review wherever you listen to your podcast so that others can also discover how a set of skills can lead to success thanks for learning with us